It is a joy. My parents are now, what, 75, 76. My father loves to garden and water here. My mom gardens. I'll be here doing either school stuff or serving in another way. My sister will be here. My other brother will be here. And we just kind of meet up here and chit-chat. And you count on that. You know, even if you haven't seen one another, you know, oh, Sunday, we're going to see one another because we'll all be in worship. You can count on that. You know, it's a beautiful thing. Welcome to Christ in All Things, a conversation about meaning and purpose. It's based on a verse from the Bible, Colossians chapter 1, verse 17, which says, Christ is before all things, and in him all things hold together. Christ in All Things is a listening ear into conversations about receiving and giving the love and hope of Christ. And these conversations are an invitation, because as much as you'll hear, and as much as we enjoy having them, Digital media operates from a distance, and that's not what's best for us, with God or with one another. So, thanks for listening. And if you're in the neighborhood, we invite you to participate in person in the life that finds its epicenter at St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. Welcome to Christ in All Things. I am Pastor Lance O'Donnell. I'm Pastor Jason Schockman. And we have a very special guest with us today. Very special. <laughs> Mrs. Sarah Bennis. And Sarah is a longtime member at St. Paul's, and you've been teaching third grade, well, teaching in the school for yes. how long now? I've been back here teaching since 2000, left for three years when we had our second child, and but yeah, other than that, I've been here. And so. back at it. And yeah. you, so you guys moved here, if I remember rightly, you were a seventh grader? Yes, I was just thinking about that. I was 13 years old. I was in the seventh grade here. Glenn Monkey was my homeroom teacher. And you guys moved here from Cleveland? Nope. nope. From Utah. From Utah? Salt Lake City, Utah. Yes. How did I get Cleveland? Because that's... Well, that's because my parents yeah. are from Cleveland. That's right. where they met. They met right. actually at Lutheran West High School. Ah, They're high school sweethearts. Okay. She was the homecoming queen. Oh, he was the homecoming he queen. He wasn't. She's the queen. He just got, he she, just upgraded. Was, was, she the, was she the queen? Oh, she was. I'm not surprised. Indeed, she I, was. Yeah. Nope, not surprised at all. All right, I want to begin with a prayer here. Please do. And then we'll dig in. Lord God Almighty, even as you bless your servants with various and unique gifts of the Holy Spirit, Continue to grant us the grace to use them always to your honor and glory. Through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Amen. All right, Sarah. So as you know, as we talked getting on before here, we'll have a we'll end up with a wide ranging conversation here. But it always <laughs> it's we always start these conversations with what seems a simple question, but almost never is simple as we discuss it. Right. What what is your name? My name is Sarah Ruth. Bennis, maiden name Miller, M U E L L E R. And so Sarah, so yeah, what is like it? What, do you know what it means? So princess is what I had always yeah, been yeah. told. Sort of. You, know, you got something else? Well, I mean, it, it's Hebrew in its origin, yes. which comes from uh, Tsar, which is Tsar, if you want to go Russian background. It, it just means leader or, you know, head, chief. 
Uh, so the feminine version would be woman of high rank. Mm-hmm. So translate that down. Okay, it sounds better to say princess, <laughs> but it really means woman of high rank. Okay. Excellent. Yes, it's, because you know how they have those little name cards with your name on them and yeah. gives you the meaning. That was always that was the, the thing. Princess. Yes. Yeah. Princess. So how about <laughs> woman of high rank? I yeah. I like that. So is there a reason behind Sarah for why they chose it? My mom just really liked the name Sarah, okay. and I was surprised she didn't go with the biblical with the H, you know. But yeah, it's just the way she went. And you're, and you're firstborn. I am the eldest of six, so yeah. I suppose it was fitting. <laughs> that 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 is fitting. So middle name is Ruth, which means friend. Friend, okay. It's a, it's a good. But it, there's more. But there's more. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> oh, so what's the story? Well, that is my grandma's name, Ruth Sender, my mom's mom, and yeah. so that was why it was chosen as, you know, obviously her namesake. So. Your maternal grand maternal Correct. grandmother. Yeah. Correct. Yes. Who is, yes. um, I was just talking with somebody in the congregation today at a shut-in visit. Um, Ruth Polcha is 99. Correct. And when is her 100th birthday? June 16th. So next June, mm-hmm. she'll be 100. Yes. Wow. Okay. They're, they're planning her party, my I would mom imagine. and her brothers and sisters. So we'll see if the good Lord wills it that she's here for it or not, but That's, there'll be a party. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think, I think. That makes her the second oldest member of the congregation. Currently. I, I think the oldest member of the congregation is Tom Krensky's mom, Bernice, Bernice Brown, Brown yep. who's over at Shorehaven. And okay. I think she turns 100 a little sooner than that. Okay. Just. Might, might be this fall, but I don't remember. Yeah, we'll have to double in, check. In any on. case, yeah, God willing. Right. God willing, we'll get to... We'll get to observe. That'll be fun. Ruth's hundred birthday, yeah. and that I'm sure with your the size of your family, that will be a <laughs> right. that will be a production. It will be fun. So indeed. So you got named after your maternal grandmother, and as the oldest, you got you got the princess. I did, <laughs> and friend, which friend also is uh, where we get the word for compassion or Ruth is where we get the word for compassion, right? And uh, if you want to think about how to remember that, if someone is ruthless, ah. they are without compassion. Got it. And so compassion. And, you know, and, and befitting who your family is to fascinating and great women of the scriptures, uh, Sarah, Sarah, Sarah and Ruth, um, both mothers in the line of the Savior. Yeah. Yeah. Both. Which is pretty cool. Yeah. That both. is pretty cool. Never thought about that. <laughs> yeah. That is pretty cool. And you you got named after both of them. I sure did. Good thing you just never left. I guess, right? Absolutely <laughs> and, well, I never left. And your um your you know, your maiden name is Miller. Remind me, do you know what that means? I do not. I did I didn't look it up either. I gotcha. What is it? Miller. As in the profession. As in the pro- I was wondering yeah. if that's someone what who, it was. who mills, mills. things. Uh, uh, one who mills. Yeah. It's okay. it's it's like the name Smith in English. Gotcha. A smith, you know, one who smiths. Whatever sure. it is that they smith, yeah. a miller is a miller. Whatever okay. it is that they mill, they mill. And so uh, this is this is comical to me, right? I laughed at myself when I found this. Benis, your married name, is uh, predominantly Czech or Slovak, right? And it means blessed. It, it's ah. the same root word. It's the same Latin root where we get benediction. Well, that's beautiful. Bena, right? Benes, bena. Um, it, uh, 
<laughs> but in in Czech, it is like the name Smith in English or Miller common. in German. It's like the most common surname in in Czech. So regardless of whether it's your married name or your maiden name, regardless of whether it's German or English, your common last name is a, a woman of high rank who is a friend to all. Just of the people. Yeah. <laughs> and they're blessed by it. Yeah. It That's kind of how I put all three of your names together. I like yeah. that. It kind of it fits. <laughs> kind of. Um, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it kind of fits. Very much. So one, one of the... One of the reasons that we were eager to do this podcast is because we wanted the opportunity and we thought it would be a great way to introduce the people of our congregation to each other who may not, you know, the, the congregation has changed a lot, even in the decade, short decade that I've been, that I've been here. Very true. Um, and, you know, and because of the media, it also provides the opportunity to, to share it with others. So for other people in the community to get to know you. Now, you've been here the better part of your life. Yeah, since off and on, but since 1987. Yeah, we've been here. So, and you and and Eric, your husband, were also high school sweethearts. We were. We were. In fact, when I met him, it was at the local Burger King, and I was wearing my St. Paul's cheerleading outfit with my saddle shoes. Yes, yes, yes. That was a brief meeting. We didn't start dating. And he's, he's a year older, right? He is. Yes, he is. So you were, you were a sophomore junior when you started dating? Correct. Yes, yes, yes. And you, so in your big athletic family, what was you, what was your sport as a kid? I did a little bit of everything. Basketball, our family's basketball through and through, you know, they just love that. And a little softball, a little track, um, Volleyball, volleyball, cheerleading just at St. Paul's though. I uh, I didn't make the cut at the big really? Oconomowoc High okay. School. No, didn't make right. it. So, but that's okay. And well, and your <laughs> and not your 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 husband no. at least is, if I recall rightly, um, Eric isn't really isn't big in stature, but he was he was a pretty stud athlete, if I remember rightly. Yes, he back was in the day, quite a good athlete. He was a very good athlete, we, and he. Um, he played football. He played baseball, little basketball, but high school was football and baseball that he and, that he played. And baseball was the big thing. Yeah, and then he went on to do that in college. In fact, and when he was in high school, his senior year, he broke his neck playing football. That was quite traumatic. Ooh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He had the whole halo thing, yeah, right? He had the, wow. Yeah, yeah. It was a miracle, though. I mean, was, he had so much muscle around his neck that it held everything. And we went to visit him at the trauma unit at Freighter. I remember, and everyone was hooked up to machines and all these yeah. things. And I was in high school, and we were, and he just had a little brace on. It was, it was unbel- It was a miracle. Wow. Yeah, it was. It was so a you're miracle. saying your husband's always been stiff-necked? Ha 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 ha! A bit. <laughs> I love He's it. a bit stubborn, if you will, but I love him yeah, dearly. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm sure he would say the same. We, we all do. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I'm sure he'd say the same. Um, Given so we we've talked about the name now yes. now now let's get into the 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 second series of questions. Okay. So that we we which had is, we which had is really one question, which is really one question. Um, what are the top three to five things that really form you know that you could fit on one hand? Right. What are the top three to five things that that formed you as a human being? Right. Um. And let's Obvious, go, let's go oh, one at a time. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll start with my family. Okay. 
um, I'm the oldest of six, and it was myself, and then there were three boys, and hence the princess, right? You know, I was the only girl, <laughs> and they were off doing their wrestling and all this other crazy, you know, stuff, and um, mom and I were often, you know, doing our girl thing and, and then whatnot. But, and then when we lived out, we moved quite a bit. Um, we started in Cleveland, and my brother Paul and I were born there. And then we moved with my dad's job to Bloomington, Minnesota, and my brother Eddie was born there. Then we moved to Kenosha, Wisconsin, and my brother Ben was born there, who works here with me at St. Paul's, which is such a blessing. And then my parents took a leap of faith and moved out to Salt Lake City, Utah, which is not predominantly Christian. And they, no. But the first thing they did was find a Lutheran church and school, yep. and we moved to there. Your dad's an accountant, right? He is. He worked for Eaton for many years. Oh, the big yeah. Eaton Manufacturing mm-hmm. Corporation. Okay. Yep. yep. And then the youngest two twins, Timothy and Anna, they were born out in Salt Lake. And uh, so I took on quite the role as, you know, second mama, you know, um, to them. And I just love them dearly. I still feel like I'm their mother. <laughs> times, you know. Um, but it was a joy being a part of a huge family. It was What's the age difference between you and the, you and the twins? I was 11. I was in the sixth grade. When okay. They were born. When they were born. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I could, mm-hmm. I can see that. Yeah, absolutely. But, um, so family has always been, been amazing. And Cleveland was the home base because my parents were both from Cleveland. Mm-hmm. That's where they grew up. So all of our grandparents, cousins, whatnot, so that was always a big summer trip, like go back to Cleveland no matter where we were and, and stop, see everyone. Stop and, at Cedar Point on the way. Oh, we did do Cedar Point a couple of times. Yeah, that was that was. So fun. for those of you who might not have any clue because you're here and haven't been outside, Cedar Point is a major uh, amusement park in Sandusky, Ohio. Let's right? name it. Let's name it rightly. It is America's Roller Coast. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, so, all right, Cleveland boy. Or Very Toledo good. boy, I Toledo. should say. Yeah. I'm right. a Toledo kid. Yeah, See, Cedar Point is the amusement park that I grew up going That's to. Your, so I, so I grew up going to these world record setting roller coasters. And then we went to Six Flags, Great America. And I went, these are great warm-up rides. Where's the real one? <laughs> so you said family's number one. Um, what is it? Because not everybody who has a big, bigger family would necessarily say that that their family was the number one thing. Why is why is family the number one thing? Well, I think a lot of it had to do with how woven our lives were in the church, mm. the Lutheran church, essentially. Um, I mentioned we moved all the frequently, and always it was find a church, and that was the center of our life, a school. You mm-hmm. know, and those were the activities we did. Those were the friends my parents had. Those were the friends we had. Those were the activities we were a part of. So. You know, my parents made that the focal point of everything, you know. So by far, obviously, number two would be the church. And, okay. and they're so uniquely together for me that it's almost hard to separate um, talk, talk the two. Ab- talk about that because, I, I mean, I get what you're, what you're talking about, but I didn't grow up, I didn't grow up with okay. that in my, in my nuclear family. Sure. So, to, I mean, you said, so number one is family, number two is church, but you said there's a tons of intersection. Talk about why that oh, is. Oh, absolutely. Well, um, at home there was always the devotion. That was what we did at the dinner table. When um, did you do that? Dinner, uh, you said? Dinner time. Okay. Yep, dinner time. Yep. My dad 
would, would lead that. I can still see, you know, the book coming out and whatnot, you know, but our prayer life, we, we always, you know, had bedtime, our prayers that we would say together and the um, references. And my grandmother, Ruth, who we spoke of earlier, her maiden name is Zender. So she's German. And she, we, we used to say the prayers in German when we would go to her home and it was fun. You know, it's been a long time since we've done that. So I should really get back at that and remember that. And I know my mom's written those out for us. Um, that would be like a great thing to do for her hundredth birthday. But that would be really neat. That would Schmitz be neat. Yes. See, see, you know, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's uh, now the light it's has now, gone away. Yeah. Yeah. Now the light, now the light has, has gone, gone away. away. Father, listen while I pray, asking mm-hmm. thee to watch and keep and to send me quiet, quiet sleep. sleep. Yes. Jesus, Savior, wash away all that, all that has, has been, been wrong today. today. Help, Help me, me every day, day to be good and gentle, and gentle more, more like thee. In fact, we sang that at, so my, my grandmother Ruth, her husband was Edward, my brother. I have a brother named Edward, Eddie, after him. And that was, we sang that hymn at his funeral. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just beautiful. Many years ago. It, it, is, it is a beautiful hymn. It and is. what a great prayer. Yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For, for bedtime. I used to sing it to my kids. So I know that hymn because uh, at part of the Capella Choir uh, in at R at RF. Sure. Which is now where your oldest goes to school. Right. Even though it's called Concordia, Concordia University Chicago. Chicago yes. It was River Forest when I went there, and it's still in River Forest. Thank you very much. I'm not bitter. <laughs> uh, at a part of the choir, we sang at the end of every concert. Mutabinik, we sang the the a German version of that hymn, uh, in four part harmony, acapoco or acapella, <laughs> uh, and that's how I came to learn that hymn. And then, as I had kids, I would sing that to them, amongst one of many other songs. When I tucked them into bed when they were little, right? Uh, I don't do that anymore. They're sixteen, fourteen, and twelve. We still, still, we still, once in a we while. still pray, but I just don't <laughs> go tuck them in and lay with them in bed and sing Mutabinik anymore. But when I start singing Mutabinik, they're like, Dad, you used to sing that with me when I was a kid. I'm like, yep. So that's how I know it, right? And why it's mm-hmm. stuck in my head. Right. Um, I, what a joy, though. And it is a Absolutely. beautiful hymn. Uh, and a great text, right? Let my near and dear ones be always, always near and dear, dear to, to thee. thee. Oh, bring me in all I love to thy happy home above. So your your childhood is absolutely centered in worship, in Christian education, mm-hmm. and absolutely a church family at the at the table, at the bed. In you know, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a. 24 7 365 right. if there were a festival or something at church or any type of where you know we did all the advent worship all the lent worship if there was an Oktoberfest, you know for celebrate the reformation we were at that yes it was always we were present and i, I when you look generationally i mean both of my parents parents mm-hmm. grew up in the church so then they grew up in the, and it just was i think because they both came from these strong strong solid foundations mm-hmm. They knew that was where they were headed, you know, and today, gee, that's getting harder and harder. You know, when I look at how Eric and I met, I mean, he grew up as a public school kid. Yeah. But back then, this area was predominantly Christian. It was just kind of assumed for most people. And we met at Oconomowoc High School, public high school, and he actually grew up at Our Saviors across the lake here. 
It was a little different back then. Any LCA congregation. Mm-hmm. Yes, correct. Um, and we didn't really discuss religion because we both knew where we stood. We both knew we were active in our churches. We both believed in Jesus Christ. We both were of the Lutheran faith. I know mm-hmm. that's in it, but so it wasn't really a thing um, because we just knew that's what we were going to do. Now, when we did come to school, see, because he grew up public, and I said, "No, well, we're going to do the Lutheran school, right?" You know, and he said, "Well, we, I guess, we could do that." You know, and then I got the job here, so it kind of sealed the deal. You know, but <laughs> but um, again, I think you look at the generational thing and just how that plays into it, you know, teaching your children and for the future generation, the generations to come and just standing firm and steadfast, you know. So you could almost, for those top two things, you could almost say that it was a churched family and a family in the church. Yeah. That are one and two. And you can't separate those two things. I really can't. No, no. Even today. I mean, it is a joy. My parents are now what? 75, 76. My father loves to garden and water here. My mom gardens. I'll be here doing either school stuff or serving in another way. My sister will be here. My other brother will be here. And we just kind of meet up here and chit chat. And you count on that. You know, even if you haven't seen one another, you know, oh, Sunday, we're going to see one another because we're all being worship. You can count on that. You know, it's a beautiful thing. And how, um, how regular is the we're going out for brunch after church on Sunday. Right, right. Yeah, yeah we, we, we do that quite frequently. And the whole family shows up. Yeah, we have a good amount. Yeah. We have a good amount. Well, and now yeah. it's cute because Ruth, Oma, has, um, mornings aren't good any longer. So now they've switched it to the five o'clock service. Yeah. <laughs> so now they're Saturday starting nights. dinner. <laughs> yeah, after church Saturday night. <laughs> yes, yeah, Oma's which is going great. out for dinner. Which is great. It you is know, great. It's, it's interesting, Sarah, when I, you know, explore your moves a little bit. And because this is this is this is a a point at which I think a, a conversation about how you guys conducted your moves will be helpful to other people mm-hmm. as as they consider theirs. Sure. You know, your your dad's career in particular took you from home territory in Cleveland uh, to was it first Minnesota? First Minnesota, yeah. My Min- mom agreed. So Min- Minnesota, <laughs> and then. Salt Lake? Kenosha. Then Kenosha, then Salt then Lake. Then Salt Lake. That was the biggest, I think, leap of faith for them. They yeah. really prayed about that. Yeah, that's that. a massive cultural that, difference. Was that all, were all of those moves following Dad's career with Eaton? The correct. Oh, yes. Wow. They were all okay. following. And um, obviously, there was much financial gain, yeah. especially with that move to Salt Lake. Okay. And so, yes, every time we moved, it was find a church, find a school, we move close to that. That's what we do. Yeah. That's, let me that's let me let me this. ask you let me ask you a question. It, just to to speculate, um, if there had not been a Lutheran church with school at one of these places where your dad had an opportunity, would he have gone? Would would you would you have gone? I do not think so. I do not. I. I I'm sure that the financial gain may have been something to think about, but after prayer and discussion with my mother, I'm sure they would have come to a decision like there's, there'll be another opportunity. Let's figure something else out here. You know, but that's kind of the beautiful thing about the Lutheran church, (laughs) LCMS in particular. They're everywhere. You can find them. You know, we build schools. We do this thing. Well, it's it, unless in in this part of, in this part of the world, 
yeah, in this part of the world tends to be more, but sure. But you know, you were out west. You happen yeah. to be in one of the places. I mean, that's that's not Lutheran country, Salt no. Lake, Salt Lake City. But there happened to be a fairly oh. strong church and school out there. And I recall them when we our neighbors came to stay with us because both my parents went to Salt Lake to check it out. And I recall when my mom came home and she was tucking me in that evening. And I was older, you know. I was well, no, I guess I wasn't. I was second grade. <laughs> no, I wasn't older. But I recall her saying to me that the place we would move would be a little bit different and that not everyone believed in Jesus like we did, but that they found a place that's like us and that we'd have a Lutheran church and school and that that would be where we would spend our time. You know, that's where we were going to be going and what we'd be doing. And that, But that she did, she did clarify it would be a little different. Mm-hmm. I feel a little different. And I recall when we lived in Salt Lake, it was us, two doors down, were some Catholics, and everybody else was Mormon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was different. I mean, they were nice people. Yeah. It was just a different way of life. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it, it, it strikes me, Sarah, that a lot of people, you know, for example, even college, but, it, you know, in moves, people, if, if you're a Christian, and if this is important to you, when you consider a move, that should be at the actually at the top of your list. Right. You know, so I have an opportunity perhaps to make some more money and, and, and to help us financially, but a, a wise Christian mother and father, no, that's, that really shouldn't be the central consideration because you know, what, what they're trying to do is what their parents did for them Right. What their grand, what their grandparents did for theirs, you know, going back, actually centuries, correct, is provide a foundation that is centered in Christ and learning the, you know, learning the faith as you learn everything else. Um, it's it, it's fascinating to want you know watch, you know, your family from the outside because that's, um, you know, a lot of families who have moved several times. They lose they lose some of that over the course of time, and your your parents were well. Part of it's just they couldn't have done they they wouldn't have done anything else because that's who they were. But Correct. they were also you know it still are yeah and and they were but they were disciplined in that and it it just strikes me what a what a blessing it is mm-hmm. for you, um, you know, and you personally, but also for your family. And in fascinating to look, you know, it's, it's the bolts have done something similar. I think, you know, the bolt, Correct. you know, yes, the bolt the family, bolt Fred, family. you know, Fred mm-hmm. bolt was a Frankenmuth Michigan boy and ended up the principal here at St. Paul's. And now is, you know, but you know, you have a, you seem like you got, you guys are the Miller and extended are rooted here, but you're not Wisconsin people originally. No, no, <laughs> you know? but we're no. LCMS people originally. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I guess that's how it works. Right. Yeah. Well, and such a blessing that my brother Ben and I both work here. Yeah. I, you know, I truly believe that unites us in a way that is beyond, you know, a normal brother-sister connection because we're, yes, we're in the same family, but then we're also in this much larger family serving the kingdom of God. And that connects you in a way that, you know, where you're headed with service and the way you think and the decisions and just it's. It's all it's all about Jesus, and you know that, you know, and, and it's just a, reminder, a beautiful thing. Ben's third in the order. 
Ben is fourth. It's me, Paul, Eddie, then Ben. Got yeah. it. Yes. Okay. And That's, the twins came when Ben was four. Okay. Yep. My, my sense is the next part of this conversation is going to take us there a little bit more. To your so, siblings. So, so this will be a good place for us to take a break and come back in part two. For show notes and other information about Christ in All Things, visit ChristInAllThings.org. Comments may be emailed to comments at ChristInAllThings.org. We're thankful to provide Christ in All Things to you as a gift. But it's not free to produce and distribute. So if you'd like to help us make Christ in All Things a self-supporting show and have a little fun in the process, please click the support page at ChristInAllThings.org. A donation of any kind gets you a dozen environmentally friendly Christ in All Things straws to share with your friends. Pastor Shockman loves these. That is so not true. You love those way too much, and I still can't believe you bought them. A donation of $200 or more gets you some cheerful on-air clapping. And a pair of Wisconsin-made wigwam hiking socks. A donation of $1,000 or more gets you thunderous on-air clapping. And a handmade Christ in All Things leather folio by the Murdy Creative Company. If you want to donate more than that, well, fly us wherever you want, and we will record Christ in All Things at your chosen location. Within reason, of course. All post-production surplus supports Youth Ministry at St. Paul's. Thank you for your support. Christ in All Things is a production of St. Paul's Lutheran Church, 210 East Pleasant Street in Oconomowoc, Wisconsin. For more information about St. Paul's, visit splco.org, email us at info at splco.org, or the old-fashioned way, give us a call, 262-567-5001. Intro and outro music, setting by Joseph Hurl. Copyright 1998, Concordia Publishing House, used with permission.